Welcome back to Triple Option. How's everybody doing today? Today we will be giving our week four previews and predictions for the NFL games this upcoming weekend. We'll also be giving one upset pick each and then a little bit of a mailbag at the end. Uh, Tom, how are you doing today? Doing all right. Getting excited. Week four. Uh, I'm ready to defend a 3-0 fantasy team and get on the board of an 0-3 fantasy team. So a lot, at stake, a lot at stake this uh, this weekend. There you go. Is the 0-3 team actually good or is it just bad? Uh, it's a Cooper Cup team. So, okay, that's fine. Uh, well, actually, I have two 0-3 teams now that I'm thinking about it. One team is significantly, is, is pretty good. Um, but, yeah, uh, just, I, I actually, I would have been 1-2, but I played Dallas defense week one, so I lost. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. <laughs> All right, so let's, let's get on the board. <laughs> so let's hop right into it. Uh, easily the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. The Miami Dolphins are going to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, the Bills are favored by a little bit here. I mean, the Dolphins are coming off a 70-point performance, which still doesn't seem real, but they did do it. And the Bills have absolutely rolled the past two weeks. Uh, Tom, what are your uh, thoughts for this game? Um, I mean, the Bills' defense is starting to look how it used to look, but Miami's offense is like that. They are, it might be the craziest offense maybe we might have seen in the last like five or six years or so. So I think I kind of just have to keep picking Miami until they give me a reason not to and scoring 70 is definitely not a reason to pick against them so I'm going to just ride with the uh, feeding the hot hand yeah so last year these teams played three times the home team won all three games um, in the playoffs even the Bills won 34-31 in the playoffs that was without Tua so the Dolphins are still competitive in that game um, one thing that does concern me a little bit is that Josh Allen has thrown for over 300 yards in all three of those games so there's a chance that he could just light up the Dolphins this weekend and we might get just a high scoring shootout like I've said the playoff game last year was 34-31 they had another 60 plus point game like there's a real possibility this game ends 42-40 which I would love that would be so cool The only, the only thing is the Bills have the number two defense in the NFL so far so they might be able to neutralize the Dolphins I mean when you're going up the number two, when you're going up against the number two ranked defense, and you scored seventy points the prior week, like what's a good expectation for the Dolphins here? Um, usually, it helps to get Jalen Waddle back, which the Dolphins will have mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle. So I would say a lot of the game plan they had to rearrange in order to still put up seventy on the Broncos. They could probably open up their playbook more now. So I think it's it's realistic that the Dolphins could easily score 30 points i mean it's not like it you know when you when you when you could score 70 without your number two and your number two being jalen waddle you could score 30 on, on a, and the broncos like you know they, they their defense is it's not like it's not the bills but it's not you know swiss cheese mm-hmm. yeah and like i think the dolphins luck out the fact that this game is in early october in buffalo instead of being like a december or january game because uh, if this game was if this was a winter game, I think the Dolphins would be significantly worse. Like having two go to Buffalo, possibly like snow or something. So I think this time of year actually helps the Dolphins. And I've been the biggest Tua guy. I've been the biggest Dolphin supporter. But for whatever reason, I think the Bills are just going to win this game on Sunday. Yeah. All right. I mean, listen, it's not like it's uh, the Bills are favored. So they are favored. You know, You're right. People, people, uh, people think the Bills can win this game. So I- I'm, I-, I would not, you know, not scoff at that pick. Yeah, so my, my official pick is going to be Bills. You said Dolphins before, right? Yep. All right. I I just hope for an exciting game. Like I said, I think it's going to be high scoring either way. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I'm yeah. I mean, I would be fine. You know, if the Bills win, like I'm just a neutral spectator. Um, but I would. I just want a good game. I don't want like some seventeen to eleven like just like slugfest, which is like not what I'm like for a game like that. You need just good game. Mm-hmm. And then the probably maybe the second best game of the weekend. It's another AFC divisional matchup. We have the Baltimore Ravens going to the Cleveland Browns. Both teams are two and one. Uh, winner of this game, I believe would uh have sole possession of first place next week although i mean it doesn't matter too much it's only going to be four games um the cleveland browns defense so far they've given up 21 first downs the entire year just to put that in perspective the second best team is the buffalo bills and they've given up 41 so almost they're significantly better than every other defense in the nfl yeah, they're they're legit, and I I said it from the beginning. I think I think Miles Garrett was my pick for for defensive player of the year. I think this is this year where he find, he might finally get it done. He had I think two sacks, um, in week one. I think he had a sack when I went to the game in Pittsburgh. I think he had a sack last week too. So he's uh, getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and the Ravens' O line is super banged up and very elite pass rush and very banged up O line. Being a Giant fan, that does not bode well for the D team with the banged up O line. So. I think the Browns, the Browns might squeak by this, and Watson looks a little better. So I think the Browns have a really good shot at doing this. We have so many players already. They may be. I think people say the Chargers are the most injured team in football, but I really think it might be the Ravens. Like they're like they're already down. Like I think I think they're down seven starters on on either offense or defense. I think it was defense because they had I reckon uh, recognize a lot of their starters were playing, but they were in like six or seven starters on defense. Like in week three, that's nuts. Yeah, and the injury report for this week, a lot of them are still on it. They're not really getting healthy as quick as possible. Um, I know Odell and Bateman, shocker, they're both banged up already. Um, Hill's a little banged up in the backfield. I think Gus Edwards is fine now. I'm pretty sure he's good to go. Um, another thing for this game, Lamar Jackson is 6-1 and one in his career against the Browns when he plays from start to finish. He lost one game when he started and only... Um, only made it through like in the first quarter, so I didn't count that one. But Lamar six and one kind of has the Browns number. Um, and then just one other thing, the Cleveland Browns rushing attack. They last week again the Titans are a very good defensive team, but the Browns last week only averaged two and a half yards per carry, which is not great if you're trying to replace Nick Chubb. No, not at all. Um, I think Kareem Hunt. He was on the injury report for like a rib or a groin injury. It might have been both, actually. I think both. It was both. <laughs> um, so he's already banged up. Jerome Ford, I mean, he had that big run against the Steelers, and he seemed like, you know, like the like little spark plug where you can just plug him in, and like he winds up, you know, being a super exciting guy to watch and keeps the running game super um, elite like the Browns had. But their offensive line is fantastic. It's probably the best in football. So it's an easier job for Jerome Ford. And he was kind of touchdown dependent last week. Like he wasn't that efficient on the ground. Um, I think he had a touchdown, but he like his numbers weren't great. So we'll see how that pans out. I think there's a reason why Jerome Ford was a backup. I mean, he was a second year guy behind Nick Chubb. So kind of, you can see why he was a backup, but it's not like you're just plugging, you know, 2006 LaDainian Tomlinson into this offense. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think the Ravens looked so bad last week against the Colts that they this is going to be like a good practice week for them. Harbaugh's going to get them all ready to go. Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens on the road here to beat the Browns. I'm I'm not sold on the Browns' offense, so maybe the Ravens can squeak this one out. So that's what I'm going with here. 
See the Ravens. I think so I I want to pick the Ravens too, but I think I might I might just have to roll with the Browns. I mean the the Browns have given another reason. The Browns even given me no reason why I shouldn't mm. pick against why I shouldn't why I should pick against them. So I'm gonna go with the Browns. Let's see how these pan out because imagine we pick opposite in all five, <laughs> and then Matt Matt would have been the deciding factor. But see how all five of these pan out. Yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. So the next game up. Um, Maybe not the most interesting game, but it is a standalone game. The Falcons-Jaguars playing in London, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time kickoff. Uh, I believe it's only on on ESPN+, Plus, which I feel like by now most people kind of have a way to watch it, so should be fine there. Um, interesting nugget on this game. Desmond Ritter and Trevor Lawrence have the same amount of touchdowns through three games. How many? What's the number? Three. <laughs> They have both accounted for three touchdowns through three games, which if you said that at the beginning of the year, that Trevor Lawrence would have three touchdowns after three weeks, you'd probably call me crazy. And one of them being against the Texans and then the Chiefs game that also could have been a shootout. You would not expect Trevor Lawrence to only have three touchdowns in this week, in this, uh, this season. But I think the Jaguars second home is kind of London. So, uh, might have to, uh, take the, the, the honorary home team here, but I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's tough. I think the Falcons do look pretty good, and the Jaguars, I think, like, one of these games, you gotta see Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley pop off, and I think this might be the one. It's neutral field, um, different kind of crowd, like, just go out there and have fun. It's gonna be just a mixture of, of all, you know, fans. Like, you, you always see, I watched the London game with the Giants and the Packers last year, it's just everybody wearing different jerseys. Everyone's just going because yep. they like football, which is super cool. So I think they're just gonna, like, kind of have a little more fun with it. And I think the Jaguars wind up pulling this off. Uh, Atlanta, I think they're pretty good. They're better than I thought. I don't know if they're good. But somewhere there's got to be a little bit of uh, a hiccup. And I think against the Jaguars, this is a get-right game for them. They had a slow start. Falcons got a fast start. This is like an even-it-out game. Week 4 seems about right. Yeah, and you were talking about how you're expecting a big game um, from the Jaguars' offense. They have all three of their um, big big name receivers, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, and Ridley, through three games, all have 173 receiving yards, which I thought was pretty wild, that they're it's all exactly and, the same amount. <laughs> I know. And, 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 and Ridley, he banged up his knee, it seemed, in, in week two, so he, I guess in theory would have had more, but... Week one, he went off, and then he's been, like, kind of non-existent the, the following two weeks. So, he, he, I think it's more so, like, I hate to say he's shaking off rust, but, like, he hasn't played in uh, in, in a year at that point. And over a year, because he, he checked out of the season, uh, I think like he took some time through. off due to, mm-hmm. um, for mental health reasons, I think he stepped, he stepped away from the league. Um, so, I think he missed about almost half of 2021, and then missed all of 2022 from being suspended. So, he's... Like, I hate to say he's rusty, but, like, he's rusty. Like, if one person in the NFL is rusty, it's him. Yeah, and I, I'm i so tempted to take my Falcons here because I've been saying NFC South champs the entire time. But uh, the Jaguars looked so bad last week that I think they have to get better this week. You said it's a get-right game. It's a perfect spot for them, and I do, I do like that logic. I will be taking the Jaguars. Although they are only four and five in London, which isn't really great. I mean, I guess it's five hundred. That's kind of better than the Jaguars normally are when you look at their like history. So I guess I guess it is a little bit better. And I just the Falcons. I mean, their leading receiver is Mac Hollins, and he has one hundred fourteen yards. Like I just don't know if their offense, if they get behind, 
we saw it last week. Ritter's really not able to keep them in the game. So I will yeah. go with Jaguars with you. So no uh, no opposites here. All right, cool. Go with the Jags. Uh, then another division game. Kind of a big spread, but I think it might be closer than this. The Eagles and the Commanders. Last year, if anyone remembers, the Eagles started the year undefeated. They lost to Washington as their first loss of the year. I believe it was week 10, 11. What did the Eagles start last year? I think it it was ten or eleven. So, but yeah, they lost. It was on like Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football, right? Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, or yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was their first loss last year. Uh, the Eagles uh, beat them earlier in the season last year, then lost to Washington. So, it, back and forth. And the one thing that stands out to me in this game is that the Eagles have the number two rush offense, which I mean DeAndre Swift has looked amazing. And the Commanders have the 22nd rush defense. Like, there's a chance Swift can run for 150 yards again in this game, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I think I think this this might be uh, this might be an ugly game for Washington. Sam Howell looked horrific last week, and the Eagles didn't look great in their win against who did they play the play the Bucks on Monday play night. The Bucks. Okay, the the Bengals played the Rams. Yes. Um. Yeah, and the Eagles are now starting to. Get right a little bit. Jalen Hurts slow start, and then it seems that AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are kind of taking like an every other game approach, yep. where like one of them goes off and then the other does nothing. Um, AJ Brown had a great game on Monday, and Devontae Smith had a so-so game. And then the the prior week on Thursday night, when Devontae Smith caught those caught that long touchdown, AJ Brown had the touchdown that was called back for a um, penalty, and so it just kind of seems to go back and forth between them. I'm gonna say obviously the Eagles. Uh, wind up taking this one. I think Washington is now almost fully back down to earth, and I think they will be back down to earth once after this game is over. Yeah, I, I don't really think... I mean, maybe the game stays close early on, because we haven't seen the Eagles really pull away from anyone. Like, against New England to start the year, the game was kind of close. Against the Bucks, it was pretty close in the first half. They never fully pulled away until the second half is when they really wore down Baker. And... um. Yeah, Sam Howell, I mean, he can't play any worse than he did last week. Like, he has to, I mean, it would be impressive if he threw a pick in every quarter again. Got, got eight straight quarters. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also with with, um, with Washington, Brian Robinson was fantastic on the ground the first couple of games. And I think he was quieter this week, uh, in week three, I want to say. Actually, no, maybe he was, let me see, let me see what he, how he's looking on this season. But, like, the Eagles... Rush defense is, is is good, and Brian Robinson maybe he like is turned over a new leaf and like a second year jump, but he was not efficient at all last year on the ground. Like I he would was see awful. like yeah. two point nine yards per carry, three point six yards per carry. Um, so I think the Eagles will be able to game plan for this, and if they can slow down Brian Robinson and they make Sam Howell beat them, uh, I don't see, really see Sam Howell beating Darius Slay and James Bradbury. So that's kind of where I stand. I think the Eagles win this pretty comfortably. And I'm looking now. Um, he actually had 10 for 70 against the Bills. That's kind of nuts. Uh, I kind of take it back. But what was his long? Did he have a long? 23. But it was 27 the week before. Okay. Um, and But he did have zero receiving work. So that's kind of alarming. Um, but regardless, I'm still going to roll with the Eagles. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles here too. If Washington pulls off this upset... 
then we have to go back to our original take, which was the Commanders are making the playoffs because we're all back in on that. Clip that one. Don't clip last week's. Um, Did, was I in on that? I don't know if I was. I may I may have said it's not out of the realm of possibility. I may have left it open, but I'm, I'm, I wasn't in it like you, like you and Matt were, though, I don't think. Yeah, I just like agreed with Matt. I wasn't like fully, fully sold, but I thought I thought it had a good possibility. He he, um, he made he made a, uh, a a a very believable case when he, when mm-hmm, he was going. Yes, he was really a lot of passion. Uh, so then our last game that we're really gonna dive into here is Patriots Cowboys. Again, another week where there's only three four o'clock games, um, and then one of them is just awful. Like Cardinals Forty ers probably won't be that close at all. So you're stuck with Raiders, Chargers, and Patriots, Cowboys. Um, the last time these teams played, it was in New England. In it was an overtime game. I remember Dak threw a game-winning touchdown in overtime to I believe Ceedee Lamb. And it's also the Zeke revenge game, so that's going to be something to um, watch. Tom, what are you most excited for in this game? Um, I think I want to see. Well, what would be really exciting were the Cowboys losing, but <laughs> I want to see, like. To be honest, I'm not really sure what I'm excited to see, but like I do want to, I I do want to see how Dallas. I guess I'm excited to see it. How Dallas's offense bounces back against losing to the Cardinals, but against a really good defense. Because if there's one person I wouldn't want to go against the week after I have a really bad loss, it's Bill Belichick. So we'll see what he kind of draws up, which I think could be uh, some nightmare fuel for Dallas, but. We'll see. I think I think this this could be a low scoring game. I think like I'm looking at Dallas is six and a half favorite, but it seems that the um, that I'm looking at the the total and it's only forty three and a half. I mean, I guess that's not too low. It's especially about for average. Dallas game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but with but with a six and a half point spread, that means they're you know not really expecting the Patriots mm-hmm. to really score too much at all. So let's see Mac Jones prove the haters wrong and uh, beat Dallas here. Yeah, so you bring up the quarterback play. Uh, let's do let's do a blind resume really quick. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. So quarterback A has seven hundred forty eight passing yards this year and five touchdowns. Quarterback B has six hundred forty seven yards and three touchdowns. Would you rather have quarterback A or quarterback B? So I know quarterback A is Mac Jones because I saw a graphic with him and Jalen Hurts. Um, I think Hurt is, is this is this Mac Jones and Dak? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because I knew because. Um, it was one of those memes where it was like Mac Jones was like mid trash should be benched in the quotes and then Jalen Hurts it showed his numbers that were like eerily similar and it was like top five elite rusher Super Bowl <laughs> contender and um, I the seven forty something stuck with me but yeah I mean da- I mean I think Dak kind of benefited from playing the Giants week one we're not having mm-hmm. to do anything yep. but um, Mac Jones he's he he looks he looks okay this year you know he had he's had a couple little uh tough ones but he's he's a game manager and if you get him to make a mistake they're they're less frequent than like gunslingers and he's not a gunslinger he's more of a game manager so we'll uh see how this goes but dallas defense took a big hit with trayvon free trayvon Diggs going down so see how that goes yeah and one other thing i wanted to just touch on so if the patriots do lose this game they'll fall to one and three and i can already see like the, the headlines, the panic, and just everything talking about how the Patriots are done. But they would have lost to the Eagles, the Dolphins, and the Cowboys. Yeah. Those are probably three of their... I mean, I'm not looking at their schedule, but that's probably three of their toughest maybe five games this year. Like, they're not expected to win those games. So I think people are going to come for them if they fall to one and three. When in reality, if you look at those first four games, anything better than one and three would be a surprise in my opinion. Yeah, like... 
and if like in preseason, if you said like, okay, who are your top five teams in the NFL? Um, maybe not the Dolphins. They might have been like six or seven because I think. But like, all right, so say after week week one or week two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ask, okay, who are your top five teams in the NFL? Maybe all five of them. I mean, all everybody would say those three teams in their top five: Eagles, Cowboys, and Dolphins. Before the Cowboys lost the Cardinals, like. I would say this is uh, like probably the hardest. I'm looking now. They obviously played the Bills twice, but they did the Saints, Raiders, uh, obviously the Dolphins twice, um, Commanders, Colts, Giants. Yeah, like the, these Chargers. are their hardest. These they are their the hardest Chiefs, games. Okay. But other than that, they don't play. They play the Steelers, which I guess a decent matchup, and they play the the Chiefs later in the year. But other than that, like it's it, it's a lot of very winnable games. Um, so the Patriots could still wind up pulling off a nine and eight record here if they if they pull this game out, or even if they even lose this game. They could. They, their second half is much easier than their first half, especially with the Jets being a much easier opponent than you thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I'm. I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. I think they'll bounce back. If I had to bet the spread, though, I think I would take the Patriots. I feel like Bill Belichick just keeps it close with Dallas. Yeah, I think. I think and Dallas is home too, right? Yes. So yeah, I'm. I'm going to take Dallas. Um. So make we agreed on three, and we were opposite on the first two. Yep. Sounds about right. Uh, so let's let's dive into our upsets now. I'll let you go first. Who do you think, uh, which underdog this week do you think is going to pull off the upset? Uh, the Bears over the Broncos. No, I'm kidding. Um, I think there's like a backdoor shot here that the I want to I want to say that the Texans can pull this off against the Steelers, but I think I'm just being I'm, I'm being I'm jumping the gun too much there. I don't think so. Um, I think that uh, the Bucks go in and beat uh, the Saints on the road. This seems like it's a divisional matchup. Um, Baker did not look good against the Eagles defense, but he looked okay in the other games, enough to win you a game. And this is Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore, so the Saints are going to be <laughs> down their first corner in the first quarter because they'll get into a fight, and then he'll get ejected. So then you just throw the ball to Chris Godwin all game, and then you get an easy pass attack. But... Nah, I think um, this is and, and like the Saints have a backup quarterback and their favorite seems like a trap, but I don't know. Like I said, the first couple weeks, Derek Carr has not been good in about a year and a half, so or a year and three weeks. I don't think about I don't think Jameis is that much of it. He might even be an upgrade, um, and he takes and he's very aggressive, which means turnovers, and you know Jameis gets turnovers. So I'm gonna go with the Bucks here. And when you got a game with an aggressive quarterback, turnovers can swing the ball, swing the game in a huge way. And I'm gonna uh, beat the Bucks. Yeah, I agree. I agree with what you're saying there. Um, I originally was thinking about picking the Bucks, so I'm glad I didn't, or else I'd be scrambling right now. However, I will. I will be staying in the NFC South. I think the Panthers could win this Panthers. week at home against the Vikings. Um, the spread's four right now. Both teams are zero three. I don't know. I like. I think. Is Andy Dalton or Bryce Young like nothing's official yet, right? I should probably know this. Um, I think my pick. Bryce Young practiced this week, so I see no reason why it wouldn't be Bryce Young. I think he practiced in full all week. Yes, so I guess it weighs on that a little bit, but either way, I don't think it matters too much which quarterback starts in the short term. The Vikings last year went five and three on the road. This year they're zero and one. I just don't know. Like, there's something about the Panthers. Like, they didn't play great last week, but the Vikings. Going to Carolina, I don't know, just something seems off to me. And I think the Panthers' weapons with Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen has actually looked like amazing the past few weeks. 
Um, and their yeah. defense still has the guys. So I'm hoping the Panthers maybe pull off this upset. I think they ha- they can. And I mean, looking at the other games, I didn't want to take like um, like the Colton Rams are even. I didn't want to pick anything in that game. Or I didn't want to take too short of a spread. So I think four is like a good margin. And I can see the Panthers winning. Uh, if the Panthers do win and the Vikings fall to 0-4, like, are they done? Like, are they officially, like, what happens? Yeah, I think is the Pack, who are the Packers playing this week? Um, they play the Lions. Well, they okay, play so the Lions will, so yesterday. Yeah. So one yeah. of them will be three and one. And oh yeah, they play in about an hour and a half. Um, recorded this on Thursday night. If you guys hadn't picked up on that, um, but I think they're probably done. They'll be three games back in the division, and I don't think they have the. It's not like they're an injured team where they just kind of stay in it. Then their quarterback comes back, or their left tackle or wide receiver is like. They're they're playing. I mean, Darisol was was missed a game. Um, I think he may have missed last week too. But Kurt's balling and Jefferson's balling. Addison and KJ Osborne both look good. Hawkinson's balling. Um, so their weapons are there. It's just I don't know if they got it. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe Cam Akers. Maybe he's the missing piece. <laughs> Cam Akers. Yeah, Cam Akers is the missing piece. All right, so those are our two upsets there. Uh, we mentioned it on last episode. We're doing a little bit of a mailbag today, so thank you to everyone who commented on the last video. Uh, so for the first topic of the mailbag, we, we had two comments about the 49ers. The first one uh, was a prediction that the 49ers will win at least 15 games this year, and the second one being where would you rank Brock Purdy in the quarterback rankings, either right now or his ceiling. So, Tom, whichever one you want to start with, be my guest. All right, so I'm going to say the 49ers can definitely win 15 games this year. I think um, the Rams played them well the first time. However, I think by the end of the season, it, it is, I'm just going to pull up the 49ers schedule to put it side by side really quick so I can give myself a better educated... Um, yeah, so I have it written down. Like, the five hardest games for the Niners, at least in my opinion, they play Dallas next week. Then they go to Cleveland, and then late in the season, they go to Seattle, to Philly, and they host Baltimore. Besides those five, I don't really see them significantly struggling with any team. I see they put the Bengals at home, too. Yeah, but I mean, the, I don't know. I think the Bengals, yeah, no, they no, got to no, turn yeah, it around. It's just, you know, it, it's just not a, uh, you know, it's not a cakewalk. And that was my uh, Super Bowl prediction, I believe, at the start. So for me saying yeah. that already, it's not looking good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think... I think they probably end up with like 13 or 14. Um, I think 15 is like, 15 is a big number to hit. Um, it's really tough. I think the Chiefs did it. They won 15 or 15 or no in like 2021 or 2020. But like, even the really, really good teams, like the Eagles started off at 10 or 11 or no, and you just, in like, and especially if they, ha- if they're 14 and two, they're probably going to have the first seed locked up. So they're going to be benching guys. So maybe they can win 15 games, but I think they probably win 13 or 14. I'm going to say 13 is probably the number. They might lose a divisional game, not to the Cardinals, but maybe to like the Seahawks or maybe the second game to the Rams if the Rams get it. They, they I mean, I don't want to say keep it together, but I think they're going to come back down a bit. But maybe when Cooper Cup comes back, McVay can start drawing up crazy stuff with uh, him and Puka. So Kyron Williams looks really good. Stafford seems to be doing pretty well. Again, the line's just tough at times. But um, I'm going to say they win four, 13 or 14. 15 they can but i'm not gonna say yes for sure and then what do i rank brock purdy um do you think he is at least top 12 no specifically no okay because i i think he's but but i think he's like he's like sort of right there though 
because I was writing down. So Brock Purdy is now nine and zero in the regular season, and in nine of in eight of those games, he's thrown two plus touchdowns. And I was trying to figure out which quarterbacks I'd put ahead of him. I only was able to come up with a list of ten possible quarterbacks that I want right now. So like, I think Purdy is clearly in my top twelve. All right, let me rattle them. I say I'm just gonna go by AFC. Yes, yes, I did it too. Yeah, Tua, uh, Josh Allen, not Pickett, Burrow, Lamar, not Watson. Um, Do I pick Lawrence? I think I think I have to pick Lawrence. Um, I'm gonna pick Lawrence. I'm gonna pick Herbert Mahomes. That's seven. I'm gonna pick Jalen Hurts. That's eight. I'm not gonna pick Dak. Oh, this seems this now now we're getting there. All right, I see your point here. See, you think twelve, but there really just there's not that many elite guys in the NFL anymore. I'm at, I'm at eight now. Um, I think he's probably better than Goff. I mean, do I say Kirk now because of how Kirk's playing this year? I mean, I wrote down Kirk and Goff. I had both of them in my top. Okay, 10. so I, I'm gonna definitely take Kirk, and I think Goff's like right there. I probably wouldn't take Geno, so that puts him at ten or eleven. So I guess he's in my top twelve. So. See, you always think, oh, top 12, no. But then you count it out, and you're like, you know what? Dak is not the anything, you know, like, first bout Hall of Famer type thing. Like, when you look Agree. at Mahomes and Burrow and all, I don't know, obviously not Burrow yet, but, like, you know, Mahomes and the way, I don't know, Josh Allen's career is kind of shaping up to look. Yeah, These and, like... seem like, you know, they're going to be Hall of Famers. Dak is, like, he's always kind of been, like, number 10 or 11, so you really can't put him for sure over somebody like Purdy. Purdy doesn't lose. And obviously his offense is really good, but um, I guess good question there. Um, you got me, and <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna put Purdy. I guess for right now, in, on in September of 2023, I think Purdy does crack that top 12. Yeah, and the only question is, is he? It's, it's gonna be the like the Brady question. Is he a product of the system, or is Brock Purdy really this good? Like I don't. I think he is. I think he is this good. Like the fact that this is gonna this is gonna sound weird, but he was good at Iowa State, and seeing what Iowa State has become now makes me think Brock Purdy was even better in college than I like initially thought. Because like that yeah, team is exactly. so bad, and he was able to win a decent amount of games with them. And he's done nothing but win in the NFL. Um, he's on pace through three games. I mean, through three games, he's on pace for uh, about. Trying to do some quick math, whatever seven hundred yards is times five. So he's on he's on pace for thirty five hundred yards. It's kind of yeah, it's a little low, but I mean that's only fifteen games. So I guess he could hit four thousand, and he could easily he could get close to thirty touchdowns, possibly. Yeah. All right, Brock Purdy's top twelve. I guess let's go to the, let's go to the next question. <laughs> uh, and the last one is that the Detroit Lions, um, the Detroit Lions will go twelve and five this year, and. I, I kind of agree with it. After having watched them play, they still get the Bears twice. They get Minnesota in weeks 16 and 18. So if, if the Vikings completely mail it in at some point in this year, that could be two late wins for them. And then they play three teams from the NFC South. I, I would say the Lions are better than all those teams. And the only tough thing is they still have to play three more teams in the AFC West, which I think could be tough. But again, I don't think like the Raiders or Broncos are really like good by any means and the chargers yeah. are always banged up chiefs yeah and they so. yeah they already beat the best team in the division so yeah i think they could definitely win 12 games i'm looking here i think that the tonight's game is winnable uh panthers bucks these are just winnable games i think they're going to win um 
The Ravens on the road, I'll say no because I think the Ravens are going to start to figure that out. And on the road, it's a tough game, tough place to play in Baltimore. Uh, Raiders at home, yes. Um, Chargers, that's a, I mean, if I, all right, I'll, I'll give the Chargers. Bears, that's six games. Packers, seven games. Saints at home, I'll say, let's leave that one off. Bears again, eight. Broncos at home, nine. Vikings, ten. Cowboys, we'll say no. And then Vikings, 11. So they have 11 winnable games. And even the Saints games and the Saints game and the Chargers game, those are also winnable. The only yeah, game in there to clear disadvantage is Dallas on the road. Mm-hmm. So, and they're already 2-1. and one. They might be 3-1. and one. So I'm going to say they certainly can win 12, go 12-5 and five this year. Um, if the defense is, uh, to, they're in get the job done kind of, because uh, they, they're not, as elite as you know maybe they were getting hyped to be because the chiefs game they didn't have any points but let's face it there was a lot of drops there should have been more points um but i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna say they certainly can win 12 games i don't know if they will but i think they certainly can yeah i was a little down on the lines when the year started but them beating the chiefs and seeing how bad the vikings are i think this division is the lions i think it's up for grab for them uh, maybe the Packers can sneak it at, sneak it out from them, but I do think the Lions have a good shot of going twelve and five, which would then also mean they most likely win the division. So I, I think I think it's very possible. Yeah. Um. So that's all. That's all we have for today. In the comments down below, let us know your predictions for Week Four. We'll see. We'll see on next episode how some of you all do. And if you like today's video, please make sure to hit the like button below. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music, um, you can find us on our twitter you can find us on the youtube as well and yeah hope everyone enjoys this weekend of football peace